Hey friends, welcome back to the Sunning 65 podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Schultz, and today we are talking about meditating on and memorizing scripture and why it's important. I'm praying that you're encouraged. Hey friends, I hope you had a wonderful week. Today, I just wanted to encourage us and remind us why we meditate on and memorize God's word, why it is actually so important, so vital to the Christian walk that we are meditating on and memorizing God's word. So a few months back, we started Memory Verse Monday at Mac and Benj, um, which is a Christian apparel company I co-own with my brothers. So every Monday, we do Memory Verse Monday, just challenging other people to memorize a verse or passages and post to their stories themselves reciting it. So I kind of shared a little bit about this on my story this last week of why, just telling people why we memorize and meditate on God's word. So yeah, one, I just want to invite you to join in on doing that with us every week, picking a one verse or picking a passage that you are wanting to memorize over time and maybe adding a verse or two each week. But we do not memorize scripture just for the sake of memorizing, just for the sake of maybe looking smart, for the sake of impressing others, um, for the sake of just having more knowledge, for the sake of being able to whip out a verse at any given time to, again, maybe uh, appear as though you know a lot or impress others. But we actually, we memorize scripture and meditate on God's word because God's word is alive and active. Hebrews 4.12 tells us it is alive and active. It is living and breathing. If you have a Bible, if you are reading God's word, it is alive. It is powerful. God uses his word to transform us, to guide us, to show us who he is. When we behold God and his word, we do not leave unchanged. In Isaiah 55, 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The NLT version says, It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere Everywhere I send it. So that's just encouraging to me, and I hope it's encouraging to you too, as we meditate on God's word, as we are reading it every day, memorizing it. It is not returning void. It is changing you. As you read God's word, the day-to-day may feel mundane. God willing, you've put a stake in the ground and said, I'm going to read God's word every day because it's literally the words of God, and I'm going to place that as a priority in my life. Some days, probably most days, will feel like, gosh, I that felt just maybe bland. I feel like I had no big revelations. Nothing came from that. Here in Isaiah 55, it reminds you, as his word goes forth from his mouth, so the living words of God that you're reading in your Bible, he says they will produce fruit. They will not return empty. So whether you get to see and reap that today from reading his word, and maybe you did have a big revelation today while you were in his word, praise God. And maybe and probably 
you didn't and you were like, okay, I'm not really sure what I got out of that, it doesn't return empty. His word is alive and active and it is changing you. It is transforming you. And so we read and meditate and memorize God's word because that is God speaking to us. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So again, back to Psalm 1, 2. Blessed is the man that delights in the law of the Lord. And on this law, he meditates day and night. And so the Lord is saying, blessed is a man that's always thinking about my word, that's meditating on it. How do we meditate on something we don't know? I love this quote. I'm going to butcher the exact words, but it's along the, along the lines of, when you're struggling or in a hard place, the scripture that you didn't read will not come to mind or the scripture that you don't know is not going to come to your mind. So we meditate, we memorize his scripture, we meditate on it so that we know it, so that we can be speaking his truth to ourselves when we are struggling. So this last week, my child wakes up Saturday night with croup and is just like yelling out, help, like he's was having trouble breathing and it was painful to cough. Um, so as parents, oh my gosh, I was... I do not do well in those situations. I feel like I just wanted to start crying um, and then also Googling, like, what do I do? By God's grace, Xander Bell was is totally okay. But in that moment, so worried about him. Alex ended up sleeping with him. We were supposed to be at something the next morning that we had to be at. And I was just like, how is this going to work out? And honestly, in that moment, I was just so angry at the enemy because he was trying to steal the joy of something super sweet as well. That was supposed to happen the next morning. And so I was angry at the enemy and worried for my son and honestly just like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So anyways, I get into bed. Alex is sleeping with Dan and I just start crying. I'm just like weeping. I'm weary and I'm angry at the enemy. and. At that time, I was memorizing Psalm 40 and had just finished memorizing it. And I start reciting it in my head. And I was immediately encouraged by God's word. In that moment, the Lord graciously reminded me, hey, this is exactly why you memorize my word. This is exactly why you meditate on my word. Because in that moment, I was not going to be able to encourage myself as I'm laying in bed weeping in the middle of the night with scripture I didn't know. And so it was so sweet because it is easy to think, oh, I'm just memorizing this to memorize it. No, in Ephesians 6, when it talks about 
putting on the armor of God, it talks about God's word being the sword of the spirit. Ephesians 6, 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is God, which is the word of God. In the armor of God, the sword of the spirit, God's word, is our only offensive weapon. All the other parts of the armor are for defense. So Ephesians 6, 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Okay, so in that moment, I'm my battle is not against flesh and blood. My battle is against the enemy, stealing my joy, putting lies in my head, creating doubt and worry and anxiety. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore. And then it gets into, so here's the armor of God. um, And these are all going to be for defense besides the word of God, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation. And then finally, our one offensive weapon and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So every day, as Ephesians says, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So gosh, I want to be ready to go to battle every single day. And guess what my sword is? My sword is God's word. When the enemy is trying to come flooding into my life, filling my head with lies, trying to get me to worry, trying to get me to play the constant what if game, trying to get me to drown in discouragement, what do I fight back with? I fight back with God's word. I fight back with the sword of the spirit, God's word, God's truth. And in that moment in my bed weeping, I was able to pull out of my arsenal, Psalm 40, speak truth to myself, let God's word transform my mind in that moment, encourage me, equip me to stand firm against the enemy's schemes in that moment that just wanted me to be crushed under the weight of the enemy But no, God's word allowed me to be encouraged to go to bed and sleep knowing that he has me, knowing that he is sovereign, knowing that he is in control. So I'm just going to read Psalm 40 today for you because really, like we've been talking about, it's God's words that are alive and active. I love having this podcast. I love chatting. I love communicating. If I can encourage you to do anything ever, it's to read God's word. Go meditate on it. If if your decision is between, gosh, I either want to listen to a podcast right now or this is the one time in my day I can commit to being in God's word, I just want to encourage you, be in God's word. Be in God's word. So friends, I pray that as you listen to this psalm that that you would just let God's word wash over you and be encouraged by it right here, right now. because. As his word says, it does not return void. Psalm 40. 
I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha! Aha! But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God. So, friends, why do we memorize and meditate on Scripture? God calls us to. God literally gives us the secret. Blessed is the man who delights in my law and meditates on it day and night. He has given us his actual words. This is not some old book that is irrelevant. The Bible is God's actual words. The Bible is alive and active. So can I just encourage you today, if you don't read your Bible, can I encourage you to set aside a little bit of time each day? Just start out with five minutes each day and start reading God's word. If you need a place to start and you've never read your Bible before, start in John. So it goes in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So start in John. Read about Jesus's life and what he did for us. And maybe you're listening to this and you do read your Bible. Praise God. Can I just encourage you to keep at it? Keep making that a top priority in your life. Keep making that a priority before you check your phone in the morning. Keep making that a priority before you check your emails or Instagram. Guys, his word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. As I behold his word, I see him transforming my heart. I see him changing me, changing the things that I love. The more that I behold his word, the more I love it. So I also just want to encourage you, maybe you're out there, you're like, gosh, 
you know, you're praying and you're asking the Lord, God, help me to love your word. And God, when you change my heart to love your word, then I'm going to jump into it. When you change my heart, then I'm going to jump into it. I just want to encourage you. Yes. Can God answer that prayer and change your heart right this second? No doubt. And also it's God's word that is going to transform your heart to love him and his word. So I just want to encourage you, continue to behold God's word, continue to practice the discipline of being in his word because it does not return void. And his word will change your life. That is a promise. That's a guarantee. So friends, join us in memorizing and meditating on scripture. Start with one verse and over the next week or two, memorize that verse. A few tips for memorizing that have helped me. I love writing it out on a note card and I'll tape verses around my house. On your mirror is such a good spot to tape scripture. Whether you're memorizing that piece of scripture or not, over time, you're probably going to naturally have it memorized because you read it so much. Actually, since I was young, I now call them Zoe's shower sheets, but my mom, since I can remember her and my dad always had a laminated sheet in their shower with scripture on it. That is literally how I memorized Jeremiah 29, 11, because I used to shower in their shower because it was way better than my shower growing up. And I would sing, I can still remember the song I'd sing it to. I'd read the laminated piece of scripture in the shower. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster. Like I literally would sing that because I'd, I'd shower and I'd see that every single time. And since we were younger, my mom would put laminated sheets of scripture in each of our showers. When I got to college, she made them for my whole team. I had them in my in college. I have my laminated sheet in my bathroom right now with scripture. So you are in your bathroom. You're in your shower a lot. You're in your bathroom every single day. You're in your shower. If you're me, not every single day, but probably some of you are in your shower every single day. Put scripture in a place that you're going to read it every day. And let it permeate your heart as you see it every day. You're, you're almost going to naturally memorize it. Put scripture up around your house so that you can see, you can read it. Because like we've been talking about this whole time, it's alive and active. You read God's word, whether it's on a poster, wherever it is, it does not return void. Get scripture in your home. Get it up on your walls for you to see it and for anyone that comes into your home to see it. But yeah, memorizing it, write it on some note cards. What I do, I don't know if this is actually scientific or not. I feel like I read it somewhere, probably didn't, but is it's helped me. If I'm trying to memorize a full passage, say I'm just starting with one or two verses, I'll read the one sentence or a short part of it over and over again out loud. And each time I read it, I'll look at something else. So I'll say it out loud and I'll look at the chair. I'll say it out loud while I'm looking at the mirror across the room. I'm currently in my life room. I'll say it out loud while I'm looking at the chandelier in my kitchen. Look at different things because then your brain is not just correlating it with, say, your eyes are closed. It's correlating it with a bunch of different things. And I found that helpful. Don't know if that's scientific, but hopefully that helps with you too. Um, also, many of you have probably done this. Writing just the first letter of each word on your hand or on a note card. I just, um, I don't care writing on my hand, so I'll write it on my hand. So say, um, let's see, the beginning of Psalm 40, for example, I waited patiently for the Lord. So I'd write on my hand, I, 
W-P-F-T-L. So as I'm memorizing it, I look at my hand because I need a little help. I waited patiently for the Lord. And so then I'm not seeing the whole word, but it's giving me a little hint of what word is next type of thing. Those are just a few tips on memorizing scripture. Writing it out also helps because I think there is a science behind you remember things more when you write them out. If anyone else has any really good tips that's been helpful to them, I would love to hear them. I pray today that you were encouraged to meditate on, memorize, and just be and delight in God's word. And this quote, I've said it before, and I'll say it again for the rest of my life, you hunger for what you feed on. So the more that you feed on God's word and delight in it and behold it, the more you are going to hunger for it. So I pray that today this episode was encouraging. I pray that you'll join us in Memory Verse Monday, even if you don't post it to your story. And also, because I'm a challenger, I'll also challenge you to memorize it and post it to your story. What if we were a bold group of people that recited God's word on our stories? You don't know who's going to watch your story. And guess what? Like we've been saying, Hebrews 4.12, God's word is alive and active. Isaiah 55, 11, it doesn't return void. It will produce fruit. So you have no idea who is going to hear God's word from you reciting it on your story. And it's not going to return void. It will produce fruit. So what if we were bold because our main purpose in this life is to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to bring his name glory What if we shook off the fear of man? We are not out. Galatians 1.10, I'm not out for the approval of man. If I were, I would not be a servant of Christ. I just pray in Jesus' name, whoever's listening to this, God, would you shake off the fear of man off of them? Would you shake it off of me? God, I am out for your approval alone, God. I am your servant. I want to be obedient. I want to do whatever it is you have for me to do to bring glory to your name. Amen. So friends. Join us in meditating scripture, memorizing it, and just committing to being in God's word as he uses his actual word to transform our lives, to draw us closer to him, and to bring his name glory. So I guess I kind of already did challenge you, but I'll leave you with a challenge. Join us in Memory Verse Monday. I guess that's that's the official challenge for the week. Pick one verse right now. Pick one verse. Text a friend, ask them to do it with you because you already know we do things way better when we have accountability and someone we're doing it with. Text a friend, let them know, hey, this is the verse I'm memorizing this week. Write it on a note card, put it on your mirror, put it on the dashboard of your car that you're driving every day. Let's get meditating God's word. Let's let his word permeate our hearts and completely change us. Please, Lord, change us. Make us more like yourself. I hope you have a great week.